We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on the show tonight. Um, Tonight, I am excited to have uh, James Benedict, who runs the Sidelines Network South Florida account. I'm super, super excited to talk about the Bulls and the resurgence of the football program. Thanks again for joining me tonight. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you uh, having me on and, you know, spreading some, you know, talking about USF and just everything that's going on with the program and Jeff Scott. Absolutely. And just just recently, I mean, there's been there's been a new buzz around the program, obviously, with the huge, huge pickup of uh, – Gary Bohannon, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I think a lot of people that that don't know as much about USF um, as as others just kind of look at it more of a recency bias and just kind of look at the program as well, the past few years they've been down, but they don't realize how really good the program was not that long ago even. It, it was. I mean, we started – uh, you know, from basically from a trailer uh, on campus, mm. we call it, it's called the Ponderosa. Um, Jim Levitt worked out of a, basically a trailer and um, started in one double A. And, you know, the, their first year they spent um, on practice fields, actually where the new on campus stadium is going to be built. But they, uh, they practiced for a year. Um, they had a little, at the end of that, time they had a little uh i guess you can say a spring game <laughs> it was at the uh old soccer stadium then but the track stadium now and um i mean i'm kind of old school with usf been around um you know there's the vision i guess you could say amongst the the fans on you know levitt everything like that but i mean it's just what he did how he built it up from you know, from nothing to uh, getting to number two in the country, wins over, I mean, multiple blue blood programs, you know, Auburn, and, uh, West Virginia multiple times. Um, it was a heck of a rise, um, and, and it was a great, great time. Um, sure, it, it's been kind of since then, you know, it's been ups, ups and downs, you know, after the whole, you know, Levitt was released. Um, you know, they hired Skip Holtz. And, um, you know, Skip's whole first year, I think he was still, I wasn't big on hire at that point uh, for Skip Holtz. Um, he uh, kind of rolled, the, I guess you can kind of say, he just continued the wave that Levitt had with his last players. Um, they made it to a bowl game his first year, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Um, and then uh, Tagger came in, and... You know, he had to rebuild the program. Tagger was a heck of a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, he brought in some amazing talent. Um, Flowers, Quentin Flowers, Marlon Mack. 
Marquez Valdez, Scantling, just amazing talent. Took them a little bit, uh, you know, that they were new young talent. And once that talent blossomed, man, um, that the team definitely um, quickly rose. And it was probably our best chance to win, you know, when people talk about USF. The first thing that they talk about, you know, they mentioned, you know, we got to number two. And I would probably say the second thing is they've never won uh, a conference championship, which is 100% true. It's aggravating. But um, Taggart was probably the closest um, in 2016 where uh, we kind of had a tie with um, Temple had the same record, but Temple beat us early in the year, so they got to go to the conference championship game. So that was, that was the closest we got. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Taggart left to, um, for Oregon there, and um, Strong came in, and really that's kind of set up, I mean, the past couple of years of why Scott was in such of a mess. Taggart, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, Strong, you know, that same same kind of thing. First year, he rolled, rolled with Taggart's players. They, they finished, what, 10-2 and two that year. And then uh, Strong did not recruit. I, I just don't think he knew what he was getting into at USF. It's kind of a different school that you have to – you can't just sit back. You, you, the coach has to be active in the fan base, et cetera. And um, it just didn't pan out for him. So uh, – you know, brings us to present day where we, we have Jeff Scott, um, came into a mess, didn't help that his first year was COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can only imagine the recruiting he had to do the first year with COVID, but um, I, I do see the light at the end of the tunnel with Jeff Scott. I know, um, you know, the fan base is kind of, you know, you've you got division among the fan base. I, I would say administration is all in on Jeff Scott. Um, there, there is, there's no movement on, uh, you know, talking about, you know, hot seat, anything like that. In, in terms of administration eyes, he's not on the hot seat, hundred percent. Um, he has the full backing of Michael Kelly. Um, but you do have the fans, uh, you know, a set of fans that a hey, three, won three games, um, and only one, one of those, I guess you really count, you know, is it? FBS uh, Temple, um, so that's what they're looking at. And they're not they're not thrilled with his performance and um, so far. Um, so I guess you can say that's kind of a snapshot of, of USF history: the quick rise, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of you know the the issue with Levitt at the end of his tenure, and then from that point, it's it's kind of been you know ups and downs um, right. throughout the, the past couple of years. Right, and I I think the first thing you brought up is one of the things that I think of when I think of USF football is how it started in a trailer, like the whole just the whole thing, and just the rise from that to becoming a number two ranked team in the country, um, just I think is just remarkable. It's 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 a remarkable story just uh, to think about that happening, and. Uh, I, I guess when I started doing some research into the program, I mean, I knew Jim Levitt was there for a while, but I didn't realize how long he was there. I mean, that's remarkable. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I would say when, uh, when the on-campus stadium was built, it would be, um, 
an absolute shame if if there's not something outside that stadium to to pay respect to. I mean, literally the blood, sweat, tears that that man poured into the program. Um, it, it something needs to be out there for sure because um, I mean. You can say whatever, you know, issue, whatever you want to say, that the, the man loved USF. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved, he, he loved, he still loves Tampa. Um, and uh, as a USF fan, um, I guess you can kind of consider him an old school fan. Uh, he, he's always going to have um, that, that place uh, to me where, where uh, you can say what you want, that, that man owes, I mean, USF owes a lot to that man, and, and I, I I, I like you said. I don't know if another school can ever do what USF did from that rise. You know, from from a trailer to nothing, um, to the number two ranking. Um, and uh, I guess on a side note, I remember um, watching. Uh, I guess when we lost that number two ranking to to Rutgers, um, watching that game with my brother and. and um, you know, going into that just being so high, and then mm-hmm. you know, how do we lose that game to Rutgers and, and things like that? But it was it was it was a it was a great time. It was, it was great memories, and um, I, I hope that uh, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever get back to number two, but um, I'm hoping you know, with uh, with the talent that Jeff Scott's bringing in, that that we can you know get back to some you know winning ways. Uh, I, I think the fan base is is, is looking for six wins you know i think we're looking for that not we're not asking for a conference championship this year but i think you know respectable and and uh, definitely making a bowl game this year for sure and, and i think that's very doable i really do um like like looking into you guys schedule for this coming year i mean there's there's the there's of course the trip to florida and then you host BYU to start the year. So that that one's going to be interesting to me because, I mean, BYU is always going to have an electric offense. And you, then you go to Louisville, who's going to have another electric offense as well. So you, you're playing three teams that are going to really test you from the jump. So I think that that's a – I think uh, as a fan, you'll know pretty kind of where you sit pretty early. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say – uh, the, the first one, it is, it's a tough schedule. So to mm-hmm. get to six wins, it, it's going to be, things are going to have to fall our way. Um, it, it's, it's not an easy schedule. Um, I, I circled that, obviously, the BYU game, a lot of unknowns. Right. Um, I've, I've read some, you know, different things, rumors or whatever, that it's going to be a noon kickoff on ABC. Um, I hope it is a noon kickoff. Um because if you haven't been to uh, Raymond James Stadium in September for a noon kickoff, um, and you're from Utah, I can only imagine <laughs> you're gonna you're, you're gonna step in that stadium and you're gonna be like, "What just did I step into?" Yep. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's gonna play a factor into it, um, and then also. Um, you know, we played BYU. The, the, the last year we played them in Utah, and uh, the first half uh, did not go our way at all. Uh, second half we came out. It was kind of a trend for, from last year. The, the team did not quit. You can tell they bought into Jeff Scott, um, which is which is great to see. Um, they came out the second half, lights out, uh, and, and made it a heck of a game in the second half. Um, 
but I would say that there's a lot of different players um, on this year's team. Um, new additions, definitely along the defensive line, which is Jeff Scott put a huge uh, emphasis on that in this recruiting class. Um, so I, I, I don't think, you know, I, I think it's going to be a different game. Uh, it's it's obviously home. Um, we're going to find out a lot about this year's squad um, in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, if, if it if it goes awry, we get blown out. You know, things can definitely change. Um, you know, for Jeff Scott, I would I would say that um, you know if 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 we're not winning these games, uh, if we're not competitive in these games, uh, you know, maybe that hot seat could get a little bit warmer. But um, like I said, I, I would say uh, the administration is all in on Jeff Scott for the long term, and. Uh, they, they even signed him to a contract extension mm-hmm, right. a little bit ago. So um, we're, we're all in on the Jeff Scott era right now. And, and I think, in my opinion, I think they need to be. Because, I, I mean, I feel like he's a really good coach. You, you spoke to it already. Uh, he took over a very difficult situation. And uh, I think he's handled it as well as he can. And he's recruited really, really well. He, he has, um, it, it, he's, uh, kind of, you know, addressed, uh, immediate needs through the transfer portal. I mean, he's hit, um, tons of, um, I mean, hits after hits, uh, especially I liked how, um, not only has he, um, you know, hit the transfer portal, but he's went back and he's found, you know, players from the Bay area that, that were in the transfer portal that now they can come back. Um, you know, James Gordon, a, a linebacker from Minnesota, um, um, transferred from Minnesota, originally from Plant City, um, coming back to the Bay Area. I, I think he's going to be monster for us um, this season. Um, uh, Clyde Pinder, uh, another name, uh, transferred from North Carolina um, from the Tampa area. So, Addressing a lot of needs. Um, I mean, we're talking about four-star recruits um, out of high school. Um, so uh, I think you know he knew that um, not necessarily can we go the all high school route in this uh, most recent class. We we have to get some players that can come in that have been in a you know a college. Uh, I guess you can say athletic setting where they've mm-hmm. been around. Um, training staff, et cetera, that can come in in day one and, and make a, a, a difference rather than trying to, you know, get high school recruits in this class and, and, and you know, groom them, mold them, and, and, and try to get them to play, you know, freshman year, et cetera. Um, it was kind of that mentality of, of winning now. Um, they're, they're ready to win win games now, I would say. Absolutely. And, and I kind of talked about this on a episode recently where I think the the American conference as a whole is in a really good spot when it comes to the transfer portal, because they have some destinations or some schools, I should say more so that are in really, really good spots that can land those P five guys like South Florida being in Tampa and SMU being in Dallas. And there's some temple being in Philly. I mean, there's some really good opportunities for the conference to really bring in some talented guys and, 
South Florida has been able to do that, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always viewed, you know, the, 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 I think what, you know, in the next couple um, classes, and I think, you know, Jeff Scott's going to, he's addressing this. One thing I'll point out is that with this staff that he's, he's organized, I, I haven't seen uh, this uh, a USF staff out at as many high schools around Florida and uh, South Georgia um, in a long time. So it, it's great to see that they're out. It was missing under uh, the Charlie Strong regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff Scott's out there. His staff is out there. Um, and, and just as you pointed out, these kids that leave the Bay Area, they may go, you know, to, to I don't know, Iowa State or, or you know, these, these I, w- I would call them fringe P5 schools. Um, right. That on any given day, that a uh, you know, like uh, uh, you pointed out, a, a team from the AAC can go go beat a uh, some of these fringe you know P five schools. Um, I think his job is to try to keep those kids at home, and he can he can definitely build a, a sustainable program um, if he's able to keep some of those kids home. I mean, there's so much talent in Tampa. Uh, if we go right to the next county. Polk County, there's a tremendous amount of county uh, right below us, Sarasota County. Um, so uh, I, I think um, a couple weeks ago, I attended a, a coach's carousel and uh, just an outreach that he's doing with the fan base. And one of the things that he talked about was when he got to USF, in his mind, he was like, I'm going to be able to sell USF. To, to these Bay Area school and, you know, high school kids, and, and, and I, my job's going to be not too difficult. They're, I'm going to get them here. He said, I'm not going to be able to get the kids that want to go to FSU in Florida, Miami. All right, right. But those, those those three-star kids that can definitely play at, at a top level and, and help you win a conference championship in the AAC, I'm going to be able to get. And he pointed out that those kids were leaving and, and they were going to, uh, you know, a Kansas State um in Iowa State, those type of schools. And uh, he said that he's built a great relationship with, with high school coaches. And, and he went up to him and he asked, why are those kids leaving? And and the first thing that, that those high school coaches pointed out was, he said, go look at the facilities that some of those schools have and look what USF has. He said, that's why those kids are leaving. So um, in August, uh, we'll open up our brand-new indoor practice facility, um, and it can't be <laughs> completed soon enough um, uh, on so many fronts between uh, recruiting and um, just losing uh, practice time, obviously with the summer storms that we get in Florida. Um, it, it can't be done uh, quick enough. And, um, you know, it, it's a great, great sign that the commitment um, is there from administration. So it, it's great to see that that's, that's going up. Absolutely, and that that's a game changer for you guys. And it, it really was surprising to me that that it wasn't already in place because, like you said, in the the summertime in Florida is is no joke. My my brother works at the University of Florida, so I can I, I went and visited him visited him in August one year, and that was a terrible idea. I'll just say, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just 
it, it was amazing to me that you guys didn't have something like that. So, I mean, to get that and to hear what you're saying from the high school coaches, the local coaches saying that, I mean, it's going to change everything for you guys. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be a, a game changer for sure. Um, we, we uh, within, I, I guess you can say within the USF community, uh, social media community, um, you know, there's, there's a website, they have a webcam, uh, USF does, and, and you can log on, you, you can see the stages of it being built, and, and people will post pictures of it. Um, there's there's tremendous excitement about it. Um, I, I think, you know, not only, you know, it shows uh, the commitment, they're you know, to recruits they're making to the, the football program, um, but I think it also shows, finally, uh, to the fan base that the administration is also serious about the football program. Um, you know, kind of alluding back to, to, to the beginnings um, of USF football all, all the way up until, I always say very recently, um, there, there wasn't that commitment to athletics. Um, everything that kind of that USF football did in, in the rise, um, if you kind of knew the inner workings of USF, it makes it even more remarkable because there was kind of, you had the, I guess you can say the USF side, the, you know, the academic side, the president, and you had a, a, a huge line down the middle and then you would have USF athletics and they were, they were on the other side of that line kind of fending for themselves. Um, and, and it made it difficult. Um, but now we have a new president, um, and a board of trustees, and they finally understand how not only the importance of athletics, but how both can coexist and both excel. And you kind of need both parts to obviously accelerate your brand of your school to, to the maximum uh, you know potential. 100%. And as a former college coach myself, albeit in basketball, I can – certainly speak to that as well that if you have that division it makes it so much harder for everyone involved i mean you can have all kinds of success as an athletic program like like usf was doing at those during those times but when there's that division it just makes it so much harder it it, it has um i would say uh you know our our President, uh, former President Judy, you know, Genshaft, she, uh, she kind of used athletics as, you know, I don't know if the correct word, but kind of as a, as a photo op, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, and if, I just wish, you can't, but, you know, when, when, we, when we were rising as, as a program, if they could go back and bottle that excitement that was around the program and at that moment start building the facilities etc right, right who knows where the program could be but you know you, you can't go back um at that point so um i'm happy finally that all parts of the university are aligned from the president to the board of trustees to, to um you know to athletics and it, it, it seems at this point that things that, that the athletic programs need, they're going to get. Um, uh, you know, it may take, you know, extra 
I don't know. I guess you can take a lot of extra time. We, we don't have the, the tremendous amount of boosters that other schools have. But I think if Jeff Scott can, can get some wins, generate that excitement, I think those people that we lost from, you know, the, I guess you can say the, the heyday um, will start to come back. Um, and, and it kind of goes with, I, I would say, the overall environment of the sports scene around Tampa. Um, Tampa's a very fickle fan base. Um, they are all in on a winner. I mean, the city will go absolutely insane. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, 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 they're easy, easily, I guess you say, you know, to, to let go of, of uh, their team during maybe difficult times and things like that. And it, it's kind of what happened with USF and, you know, that we lost, you know, the, the change from the Big East to the a, you know, AAC and mm-hmm. um, fans kind of lost interest and, and, you know, going from playing teams, you know, the excitement of West Virginia and, and that type of situation to, you know, nothing against Tulsa. You know, they've, they've had draft picks in the NFL, but I, I would say it's, it's just a different draw to some people and, and it doesn't get them excited. Right, um, it's it's not the same buzz, that's for sure. Correct, um, but but I think um, you know wins kind of change that buzz, and, mm-hmm. and um, that's you know that that ultimately is is in Jeff Scott's hands to produce that winner. So so this is going to be kind of a two part question, I guess. Uh, obviously, you talked about you, you guys play at Raymond James Stadium, and you've played there for a long time, and it's in the works for an on-campus stadium. So I guess let's first talk about Raymond James stadium playing in an NFL stadium, but then uh, turning it around and how, how far along in the process is the on-campus stadium? Sure. So um, man, playing at Raymond James, I would say, you know, it's, I would say it's a catch 22. Um, it, it, it's, it's an. I mean, it's it's a top-notch facility. Uh, we you know host multiple Super Bowls. Um, uh, you know, two-time uh, Super Bowl champs play there. That uh, you know at the Bucks. Um, it probably has. You know, I'm biased a little bit, but I would say it probably has the the, the best uh, grass playing field in the NFL. Um, so for a college athlete to to play in that type of uh, stadium. Um, you know, good for them. Um, amazing facilities there. Uh, USF, did, we, we do have a, a separate lock. We, we have our own locker room uh, at Raymond James. We don't share it with the Bucks or anything like that. We have our own setup there. Um, and from, from a, you know, a fan, you know, experience, uh, when we are winning games uh, and there's, you know, 45,000, 50,000 people there, the place is rocking for a USF game for sure. Um, past couple of years, when we're not winning, yeah, it, it's not. It's, it's it's dead. It's you know you're sitting in a sixty-five thousand seat stadium with the, you know red seats and and you know we're talking about twenty-five thousand people there. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a different environment. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's catch twenty-two. Uh, I, I I would imagine. You know, if I was a recruit getting to play in that type of stadium, got to be a cool experience. Um, but, um, 
I think at this point um, in the growth of the program, uh, it, it, we have to move it on campus. I, I think, um, you know, college football is meant to, to have it on campus. You know, alumni get to come back on campus. Some, some alumni, you know, maybe I can't speak for everyone, but I would imagine if you're an alumni from out of town and you're going to a football game, you may not even go to campus. You're going to drive straight to, to whatever hotel you're staying at. You're going to go to the game at Raymond James Stadium, and, and you're not going to go to campus. And, and that that's a huge part that, that is missed, to, to getting them back on campus. Um, um, and just that, you know, college experience, and it just would be a 100% different experience. Um, they're, uh, they're having another meeting. Uh, the Board of Trustees have another meeting. It's the uh, end of June, uh, and, and more details will be released. I, I think the, the next meeting is, is how they're going to fund it, the total cost. Um, we have the location. I talked about it a little bit earlier. It's going to be on the uh, the original fields where uh, uh, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, Jim uh, Levitt had the uh, first practices uh, for the football team. That's where it will be. Um, and, the, and the stadium will be right on the uh, edge of uh, Holly Avenue. It's, it's kind of the main road where all the the dorms are. Um, sorority, frats, houses are there. So um, just talking about a 100% different experience uh, on game days, what it would be like. So right. um, it, it has to happen. Uh, and I'm a huge, huge fan and proponent of having the games be on campus. I, I, I can't stand the neutral site stuff, but and and one of one of the goals with my podcast that I'm doing is I'm going to attend a home game at every single FBS stadium. So wow. I have not been to Raymond James, um, uh, but I, I'm really looking forward to the on campus when that when that comes about, and looking forward to seeing next month uh, what's released when it comes to that. That's just going to be amazing for you guys. Yeah, it'll be obviously a game changer. And and going back, when you uh, when you come to Tampa, please let me know. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> your, your ticket is on me. Um, your your uh, tickets on me. Your your beers on me. So let me know when you come to uh, uh, Ray J. I absolutely um, <laughs> will. <laughs> and and we'll treat you up right. Um, uh, and and show you around. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't wait. I I you know the the goal. Uh, they're, they're kind of thrown around uh, 2026, 2027 as um, possible time frames for the, the stadium to be opening. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a little bit down the road. A lot has to happen. Um, uh, they, they've been old renderings um, of what they're not. It's not what the stadium, you know, all what I've heard, then it's not what the stadium is going to look like. So it'll be interesting when they release the um, official renderings. Um, and, and obviously people are waiting, you know, what, what, what's the funding going to be like? How much are we spending on this? Um, we, we've had two large donations uh, so far. They, they haven't set up a fund for, for fans to donate or anything like that yet. I, I think that may be coming after this last meeting. But um, uh, the owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Jeff Vinnick, he, he's put $5 million towards the stadium. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, 
uh, he, he's pretty involved with the school. Um, he has a, a sports program that he does with USF, so, so he's involved. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it definitely would be a game changer. That's great. I, that's really cool to hear uh, a professional sports franchise owner being that invested. That, that, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I mean, um, there, there's a reason why, a little off topic, but um, there, there's a reason why uh, the Rays, besides the whole stadium talk, whatever, the, the, the fan experience that, and the investment that Jeff Vinnick has done in the Tampa Bay community uh, compared to what uh, Stu Sternberg has done with the Rays is, is drastically different. Um, Vinnick is, is involved in the community, um, and it's, it's not just uh, on face value he, he's invested he's, he's remaking downtown tampa he invests into usf he, he does a lot for the community um and and uh there's a reason why the lightning fan experience in, in, in the arena sells out all the time but um he, he is invested and um we we need others um you know to step up we're, we're it'll be interesting like i was alluding to the what are we going to get with the funding? How is it going to be funding? Um, it's easy to talk about, but um, right. we got to get down to the nitty gritty um, because it, it, it has to happen. Absolutely. And transitioning, like you said, game changers, the, the huge, huge game changer program changing move for you guys, in my opinion, is getting Gary Bohannon from the transfer portal. Um, how excited is everybody for that? Well, I would say, so, USF fans um, have, you know, I don't want to say burn, but, you know, we've had transfers before, uh, things haven't panned out, etc. Um, so, I think I think the word I would use, maybe cautiously optimistic, um, gotcha. if I could say that. Um, the, the, the one change I would say with Gary is that... Um, I mean, you can't deny, he, he's the first, I would say, transfer that we've had that, that he's, he has produced on, on a big-time level. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, is, that is the one, I would say, difference between um, maybe other transfers that we have that, that, that he's produced. I mean, we're talking about Big 12 champs, Sugar Bowl um, uh, champs, so you, you can't, can't go wrong there. Um, I, I would say on, on, on another note, I think fans are concerned about uh, Timmy McLean. Um, you know, is he going to transfer? What's going to happen with Timmy? Because um, I mean, he's he's young. He's he's extremely talented. Um, right. I was I was all ready for uh, Timmy to to you know grow this year, take his you know this season, and then you know on a, on a random Friday you read that um, there's this. Uh, you know, P5 quarterback coming in for a visit. Uh, more news comes out. It, it turns out to be uh, uh, Bohannon, and um, it's, like, interesting. Um, I, I think it points to that Jeff Scott uh, and his staff, I'd say twofold, they, they're, A, they're tired of losing. Um, uh, going back to that coach's carousel that I attend to, he, he alluded to it. He said he understands this isn't the YMCA. Uh, he understands that it, it, it 
kind of wins and losses, wins matter. Um, so for him to make that move, um, kind of a bold move. Um, and I would say that it's, it's never a bad thing to acquire as much talent as you possibly can on your roster. Um, and uh, Bohannon brings that talent to, to the quarterback room. And I would say I don't have a crystal ball, but if, if I could wish one thing, um, Gary, you know, has an amazing season. Uh, he, he has NFL talent written all over him. Absolutely. Um, he kind of, you know, Timmy can learn, um, you know, this season, watch Bohannon, watch everything that he does, learn from him. Um, Bohannon has an amazing year, um, you know, kind of, you know, is, is he a, a one-and-done type deal? I know he has, like, you know, an extra, the extra year of COVID, so we kind of have two years of eligibility, but I think the feeling may be he's here for one. Um, and um, Timmy can take over uh, next year, and he, he's grown. Um, so I guess that would be the ultimate goal. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but I, I would say the, the move... Uh, to me, just gives a signal that uh, he's, you know, just got here to win this season. He's not waiting. Um, and I think, you know, it kind of, the, the time is now to win. Um, conference league realignment's probably going to happen again. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. But we, we have to start winning now. And I think that, that bringing in Bohannon is, I would say, the, the ultimate sign that, it needs to happen now. Absolutely. And, and I, I've kind of spoke to that too with, uh, in previous episodes about conference realignment, there's going to be, there's going to be more. And I mean, you guys are in a, obviously a prime location for, for people looking to, for a program. Um, and, and also to speak to, uh, McLean, I, I I really really hope he stays for you guys. I th- I just think getting getting a year to learn from an NFL type talent at quarterback is going to do wonders for him. It, it will. Um, I mean, going back to I mean, the, he played freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he came in. Um, Kate Kate Fortin didn't work out. Um, uh, he came in. And playing uh, as a true freshman, um, so kind of not having that year to learn um, would, would be amazing for him and his growth. Um, and uh, you know, I, I would I, I would imagine that this is a, a you know, it kind of, it kind of was was a you know surprise to to fans. Um, I would imagine Jeff Scott is is a guy that um, probably had his conversation in that quarterback room, um, was not a mystery to, to the quarterback room. Um, he, 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 he's a stand-up guy. The, the culture that he's built in that locker room is 100% um, you know, different. You know, it's, it's, it's a 180 to what was under Strong. Um, so uh, I would say that... Um, the culture and what he's built in that locker room, I think, is 
is allowed also maybe this type of signing to happen and, and uh, kind of an understanding to, to you know the, the thought process behind it absolutely and it, that that those culture changes are what what leads a program to the next level and and it, it, that's what changes everything like you're saying i mean and, it, and it's amazing to have a coach like that in uh that is stand up with the guys and the guys respect that and everything because i mean all the stories i've heard of the strong era are the complete opposite of that yeah, yeah um, um you know scott has talked about um you know the vision within the locker room when he got here um he, he's uh, talked about you know a lot of you know just me players um and uh you know he, he's weaned those players out um they're no longer here um he, he's talked about uh, now is, is the first time he's he's been here that he actually feels that he has a D1 roster, um, which, I mean, speaks to, I guess, a, a lot of fronts. Um, you can take that as what you want with right. the strong era. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I think the signing of Bohannon kind of – changed i think it raised um you know i i think people with with timmy i i think the expectation was to you know we we're gonna be on that four to five to six fringe range um i i think the sign of bohannon kind of changed that i think it raised the expectation for obvious reasons um and, and i think um like i said you're in the business of acquiring talent so if you have the option to, to bring an nfl type talent and bohannon into that locker room um i i don't see any any reasons why you don't do that Absolutely. um and you know i i think you know there's been talk is there going to be a quarterback competition etc I would say, sure, I guess there's going to be a quarterback competition in, but obviously on, on the second front, uh, do, do you bring in, uh, a, you know, uh, Gary Bohannon without the expectation of him right. being the starting quarterback for, for BYU? I, I think that is 100% the expectation. Absolutely. I mean, I was shocked when I found, when I heard that he was, that he didn't win the job at Baylor. That, that just, it blew me away. Um, just because I thought he did a tremendous job. And uh, once I heard that he was on the market, I'm like, man, somebody's going to get a guy who can step in right away and really do some things. And, and lucky for you guys, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it speaks volume to, uh, I would say, the, the, the staff that um, Scott has built um, for uh, for them to bring in um, you know, I, I, I mean, you can speak it as what it is. I mean, he, um, you, you saw the reports, the kind of the, the statement that Bohannon put out mm -hmm. in the, the ESPN article, but um, for for him to choose, I mean, you're talking, you know, Missouri. Um, I guess Missouri was a little flabbergasted, you know, why he didn't go there. Uh, I understand they're in the SEC, um, but uh, I mean, you know, what? 
That's the only you know, real draw, I, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, I, but, um, you know, what, what else? BYU was in there, Oklahoma. Um, I think I saw Liberty. Um, and, and so um, I, I would say it's the staff that, that um, you know, Scott has built. Um, it's the culture that he's built. Um, new offensive quarter, uh, Travis Trickett. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's to be determined what, what, how is he going to do on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, he's a tremendous recruiter, um, you know, main guy on, on Bohannon. So, um, it, it's the staff he's built. Um, I think in that short amount of time, um, being around the staff, Bohannon felt that he, he stated that, um, in his statements, uh, to ESPN. So, um, that that's, you know, throughout the locker room. Um, and, you know, I think back to back during COVID, um, there is a time that um, kind of when you saw Jeff Scott kind of put, begin to put his stamp on, um, I guess you can say the locker room and, and things like that. You know, he, he, he's, he brought the, the Kent Clemson, you know, I guess you can say, you know, mold to, to USF. He, he has used that, but I also think he's, you know, he's, he's molding some things on, on his own, uh, his own way. And, 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 um, there is a, uh, you know, a March, uh, Black Lives Matters March that, um, happened downtown Tampa. Lots of USF players, um, uh, kind of organized it. Um, and it was a March through downtown and, um, former player KJ sales, uh, organized it. Uh, former cornerback uh, for USF and had a little time in the NFL with the LA Raiders, but um, pouring down rain and uh, you know here you have Jeff Scott in the front, you know linked arm with his players walking through the pouring rain. So I think that that sent a message. Um, you know he's one with them. He he's he's here to um, you know help them. It's it's bigger than football, and uh, I think it was a just a you know. Nice breath of fresh air with that, um, you know, seeing that from uh, from your head football coach. Absolutely, that you you said it all right there. I mean, you, when when your coach shows you that you're more than just a football player or just an athlete, <clears throat> that changes everything. Mm-hmm. For for sure, because I mean, if you speak to the reality of it. Um, you know, most of these players, they're not going to the next level. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he talks about it all the time. And, it, you know, I think coaches talk about it a lot with the, you know, you're, you're building not only athletes, you're building, you know, fathers, men, um, you know, to go out in the real world, um, you know, kind of a cliche type of talk. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, you see that with Jeff Scott. Um you see that with his former players that he's still uh, in communication with um, at Clemson. That you know, um, uh, he still has uh, former players, um, you know, that that stay with him at his house in, in Tampa and, and things like that. So um, he's invested in his players, uh, and and I think that's only going to lead to dividends. You know, obviously on the field uh, with wins. Absolutely. And I, I got a couple more questions before we conclude. 
Sure. I, I, I think it's really interesting just how many, obviously there's so much talent in the state of Florida from a high school perspective. And there's a lot of different options for those in-state players. So why, why pick USF over many, many of the other FBS options that are there? That's a good question. Um, I I would say my, my first uh, kind of going back to my last statement, um, you know, you, you have to, like I said, not everyone's going to make the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you come to USF, uh, you're, you're talking about a school uh, recently ranked a, a top, I think they're a number 46 public ranked institution in the nation. Um, and uh, uh, I think they're ranked 103 out of all universities, including public and private Um you know, working towards AAU uh, status. So when you're thinking of, you know, what am I going to do after, you know, football or, you know, if you come here to play basketball or whatever sport, um, I I think, you know, ultimately is is what is that diploma going to get me? Um, I think when you come on uh, first, my first part of that answer is is at USF, you're going to get one of the best educations uh, not only in the state of Florida, but uh, in the nation. Um, so that's my first thing to that. Uh, and my next thing is uh, the city of Tampa, uh, since I've lived here, um, going on, I can't, <laughs> off the top of my head, how, how long have I lived here? The dramatic change from, you know, I would say kind of like a, I don't know, like maybe like a sleepy big city to a, dramatically um just a a city that is vibrant um literally you can you name what you can do um from the beach to you know major sport teams to you know nightlife to to whatever you want cultural experiences um you know so you're, you're talking about top tier education um top tier uh you know experience of a world-class city and then um you know if you're talking specifically about football why choose usf besides those reasons um you know you can go to um you know i I talked about you know those three-star recruits Mm -hmm. you may have offers to you know these p5 schools um how much playing time you're going to get i don't know um you can come to usf uh, and you can still make your stamp and be a person that leads that, that would go down into the record books. I can be that first class that leads USF to a conference championship. Um, I, I can be that first recruiting class that leads USF to, um, you know, a, um, you know, a, a big bowl game, you know, whether it be what, what, you know, whatever, you know, bowl game we're talking about. Um, you, you can be that first recruiting class, you, you know, you can make your stamp on the program where you're, you're, you're going to be remembered for that, uh, those first, um, in, in program history, because I mean, relatively speaking, we just celebrated our 25th, um, anniversary of usf football it's a young program yeah, it so is. we're still Absolutely. experiencing our first 
you have me sold. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, 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 lo- I, I love that though. How the program is just so young. I mean, people, people don't really realize that. I mean, it hasn't been around that long, and there's the amount of success that you've had in that short period of time. Again, it goes back to that recency bias of what's happened in the past two, three years. But it, it just the amount of success that's happened in a short period of time, and I, I, I love what you're saying about be that first group that does something special. To, to me that that's, uh, I think, you know, you know, if I, if I'm a recruit, um, do I want to go to a, uh, I call them fringe, you know, fringe P5, you know, they've had great success, you know, Kansas state, you know, they've had success before Iowa state, you know, they've, they've had some success recently. Um, but man, if, if I'm a kid from, you know, anywhere in Florida, um, or, I mean, there's great talent, uh, and still close to here in South Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do I want to go all the way out there or do I want to experience, um, you know, that, that type of situation here at USF and, uh, make my stamp on the program? Um, you know, we, we talk about our greats that we've had. Um, B.J. Daniels, Quentin Flowers, Matt Grothy uh, during the Big East years. Um, you know, fans hold them, you know, in, in great lore and then for, for, for good reason. Um, but imagine you're that kid that leads USF to our first conference championship. Um, you're you're, you're going to be – I mean, the fans are dying for it. Um, we're, we're, we're ready to get that monkey off our back. So, um it's a great uh, selling opportunity, um, but I think you know my first point. It, it comes back to uh, it, it. USF has turned. I, I joke with my wife. I don't know if my um, if my scores from high school could get me into USF nowadays. Um, they've they've increased their standards. Um, their academics is out of this world. Um, people joke, you know. Um, Tampa Hillsborough River runs along uh, Tampa, and they, they joke it's it's the Harvard on the Hillsborough. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a top tier education uh, that you're going to receive. That obviously is it's going to build you and prepare you for for life after college. And and that's the most important thing, of course. At the end of the it, day, it is for sure. And, and I, I have to I have to talk about. Uh, just something that that I've seen so much on social media uh, before we conclude. And, and, and I don't want to like bash on a fan base, but it just seems to me that South Florida just lives rent free in UCF fans heads. And, and I, I, I don't understand why, because I mean, if I'm them, they, they always, they're always saying how much better than they are than you guys. So if you're that much better than, why are you so worried about it? <laughs> That's a great, great, great question. Um, you know, I would say a couple things to that. Um, UCF fans, um, you know, they're passionate. Um, I think sometimes um, some of them have become kind of cringe. Um to, to me personally, um, things that they say to 
you know, players that may transfer out. Um, my goodness, the things that they say to them. Yeah. Um, they, they, that, that fan base could have been, you know, I, I think about it. They, they could literally could have been, you know, the, I was, I don't know. I, they may get offended, but the, the darling of college football, what they did, um, you know, going undefeated, undefeated, mm-hmm. you know, breaking down some barriers. Uh, I think the, the fan base, maybe if they took it a different direction, um, maybe they wouldn't be so, I don't I guess I won't say the word hated, but um, just looked upon like, you know, what's up, man? Um, it, it's interesting that you bring that because, you know, you, you're not, you're not a USF fan. You're, you're no, a, no, it's just I stuff I've witnessed. You're, you're a Michigan fan, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm yeah. Born and raised Michigan. So, yep. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that, you, you know, you have a different perspective. You're, you're the outside looking in. Um, you, you know, I think if you ask you, you UCF fans, um, I, I think they're upset that they were held out at, uh, of the B, at the Big East expansion. Um, uh, but man, why, why do we live in their heads so much? That's a wonderful question. Um, I think, um, I, I don't know. Um, it's a great question, but, uh, I think, you know, it's, it, it, it's a, it, it's something that whether they want to admit it, whether USF fans want to admit it, it it's something that, um, is good for both programs to play each other. Um, they have to keep playing each other. I will say that. Um, I agree. I, I mean, um, the the game that um, I mean that epic game, you know, Flowers versus Milton. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I forget how many millions of view or viewers watched that game, but um, you know, it, it literally can be the next great football rivalry. We we just. Uh, USF football, you know, the past couple of years, we haven't held up our end of the bargain on that. Um, but, uh, you know, the funny thing is we've been down, and if you ask them, their football team has been, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, and they haven't, you know, they, they have not destroyed us last year. Um, you know, what a, what a crazy ending, um, you know, just talking about it, thinking back in my head that that play at the end of the game uh, with Timmy McLean and, and how you know it was right there. They they they're they're as much as they say and as much as we've been down, they're not they're not that far ahead of us. We recruit the same players. Um, uh, I, I would you know question this getting a lot off topic, but I question how good of a coach Gus Malzahn is. Um, you know, I guess if you ask Auburn fans, he's he's a quarterback killer, but um, that's that's that, you know that's a story for I guess a different day. But um, they're they're not that far ahead of us as far as we've been down um, this year. Um, you know, it's um, I guess you could say, you know, there's things being worked on. Is it the last year we're going to play them? I guess for a few years for sure in football. Um, just, just what, you know, our schedule is, is, is filled out for, for quite a you know, ways down the road. Um, but, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be as long as people think. Um, 
I, I truly anticipate and many of the other, you know, sports, uh, I mean, basketball down to, to tennis, we're, we're still going to play them when they're in the Big 12. It, you know, we're going to set up out of conference. And we're still going to continue to play them in those sports. So right. that that's not going to change. Um, but um, to, to answer the question, I got off topic. Why, why are we live in their heads? I don't know. I mean, they 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 do. They they live on every single little thing um, that we do. Um, uh, most of the time, man, we're, we're minding our own business. We're hoping for six wins this year, and every little mention they are in there in the mentions in social yep. media, uh, yeah. chiming away. And, and I, I I don't get it. I don't know. I I agree. <laughs> like you said, I, I'm on the outside looking in on this, and it's just head scratching to me. But well, before I conclude, it, I, I would be it wouldn't be right of me to be a former bas- women's basketball coach and just not talk about your women's basketball program and how much I love Coach Hernan- or Fernandez. He just he's an amazing guy. He is. Um... I mean, one of the most, uh, I guess you could say, on campus, you can always say, you know, USF uh, women's basketball, they're going to they're gonna have a good season, um, and, and you can count that on, you know, year in and year out that, that Absolutely. you know, they're, they're going to do well. He even said this past season, you know, that uh, they're past, past the, the point of accepting uh, NIT bids, <laughs> so... <laughs> And that's that's when you know you're doing it right. <laughs> but again, I, I got to thank you so much for coming on tonight and uh, just the insight that you brought uh, for for your program and just you tell how passionate you are as a fan and just I wish nothing but success for the program. That's for sure. I appreciate that. Um, I, like I said, I appreciate you having me on. Um, definitely be following you now. At, um, Hopefully you can reach your your goal of uh, attending, um, you know, each uh, stadium and and uh, my offer. Please let me know because uh, I'll gladly, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll treat you right, we'll show you around, uh, take you to some, uh, you know, craft beer places. Let me know when you make it to Tampa. Um, definitely want to show you around. I appreciate that. <clears throat> it's gonna it's gonna take a long time, obviously, but. <laughs> to, to go to 131 and counting stadiums, but it, it's it's the coolest thing. It's a, it's just an amazing ride and experience, and uh, I'm really thankful that my wife allows me to do it. That's the first thing I should say. <laughs> but, <laughs> it helps to have the uh, the uh, the wife's approval for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll conclude the show uh, by thanking everybody for listening. Uh, as always. Uh, Really appreciate everybody who turns in, who tunes in uh, weekly to uh, to the interviews that I have. And uh, again, please feel free to follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will, and then please, please, please follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless. <laughs>